I get the the mindset of that opinion. I don't agree with it. But what is ginsel if not disagreeing with an argument that we've invented in our heads? I forgot to write ginsel. That's my ginsel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's fine. I've hit like this weird wave of we were talking about this the other day where I just knackered like just nothing nothing's working in my brain I'm working at half capacity and just I feel like I've got cotton wool above my eyes and everything just feels like it's just like pushing down and just really sleepy and I feel like I'm a badger badger that's about to hibernate oh, okay I was with you until badger but I get it now <laughs> it's like you're kind yeah. of we're wi- did I lose you at badger yeah a little bit it's like we're winding down our brains for hibernation for the big sleep yeah maybe this is like the evolution of humanity maybe this is when we're like okay cool so this year we'll just hibernate we'll just all go to sleep for six months and then we'll never wake up my rosemary's doing really well good <laughs> Right, we did the mental health episode ages ago. Mm, so we're all so topped we're up fine. on that. <laughs> Can't wait. This is great. Let's talk about shoes. <laughs> How are the spider babies? What spider babies? Oh, these are the plants Rich gave you. Oh, they're doing really, really well. They haven't grown much because obviously I got them at the end of summer. So they're in colder climates, but they're doing very, very well. Vladimir does chew on them. So they all have bite marks. And I recently found out, even though that I thought spider plants were completely safe for cats, turns out super toxic. Uh, but he's fine, so that's fine. He's like Putin. No. <laughs> Who is it? Rasputin! Oh my god! See, my brain was half working. <laughs> Rasputin. My cat is like Rasputin. Oh, won't die. Yeah. Then like, they like oh, shot him and like poisoned him and threw him out a window. Drowned him. Drowned him. <laughs> I think it was just big dick energy, isn't it? Wow, like, we all know your cat has that. So. Oh, he really does. Despite the fact he lost his testicles three years ago, he still walks as if they're dragging on the floor. <laughs> Phantom testes. <laughs> we should do, I would love to do a Rasputin episode. Cool. Maybe we should do an episode where we each bring a random historical figure and like why we love them. Ah, oh, the real Disney villains. Cool. Yeah. That'd be fun. People who tuned into our last episode, um, thank you for the lovely feedback. People seem to be enjoying the really broad range topics that we were just like, we're going to talk about something that has nothing to do with burlesque. That's good. When Which all it did was made us go crawling back to talking about burlesque. <laughs> like, let's do a subject we know about. We were please. scared that you wouldn't love us anymore. So we've decided today to talk about high heels. Yay! <laughs> what is Ginsel if finding a topic that doesn't sound controversial and then screaming about it in a rage for <laughs> a few hours? Ah, <laughs> uh, Ginsel. Oh, you've already done the Ginsel that I was just about to do. I was actually just about to do the Ginsel you did five <laughs> minutes ago and claim it as my own. <laughs> Ginsel taking the mashed up mangled sentences of each other and then reforming them as if we came up with the idea first and made it sound better. Ah, Ginsel, Frankenstein, but not the original. (laughs) Ginsel, I swear I don't have coronavirus. Uh, I watched a meme. Meme? If it's moving, it's not a A meme. A short video, a TikTok. There was a guy that was like, COVID backwards is Divock, as in Divock's the going on. And I was like, this is great. This is great. I have achieved so much this morning. (laughs) 
Oh, wow. You know, when the apocalypse happens and the world ends and there's like a few straggling survivors and they rebirth the whole of the population, but it takes them like 3,000 years and then all they'll find is a rickety old phone and they'll plug it in and that will be what they'll discover. And they'll they'll just be like, but they were so fucking stupid. No wonder they all died. I always think that about history where like we discover all these things of like everyday folk but I always wonder if the people who were alive saw the things at the time like oh my god that's fucking Dave yeah. why of all people are they like researching <laughs> Dave fucking why Dave why they made Dave into a deity this is so fucked <laughs> Yeah, God, it's like everyday people. Oh my God, they use these in like clams as tweezers. And like in reality, it was just fucking Sandra in the back of the cave, just like. <laughs> and everybody else was like, why doesn't she just use a sharpened piece of metal? <laughs> yeah, why don't they use this really like amazing invention that was lost in the river of. Why hasn't Sandra worked out how to burn the hair off with the power of her mind? Uh, she's so basic. <laughs> That's going to be it. That's going to happen to us. Oh my God. Oh my god, that's so good. What okay, wouldn't it be really interesting if we had evolved the power of telekinesis, but there was no evidence of it because obviously you can't have evidence for telekinesis and it was gone. Now we know how they built the pyramids. Oh my god. They've never really figured out. Oh, no they have. Really? Yeah, there's loads of stuff about it. There's really some amazing research. Pyramids aren't that much of a mystery. People talk about it as if it's a mystery, but there is loads of amazing research into how pyramids were built. And a lot of it is... How the aliens built them. Oh, yeah, God. If you do want to do a little bit of research into how they built the pyramids, there is a really amazing episode on You're Dead to Me by Greg Jenner, all about pyramids and how they were built. And also it really gives this really huge, amazing concept of how how vast and huge ancient Egypt is. We basically kind of have this idea that it's a period of time, but actually it's one of the longest periods in history. It's fascinating. So it's really, really great. And a lot of it is just like, oh, it's just a bunch of nerds. A bunch of nerds and a whole lot of slaves, sadly. Not really. Oh, well, I shall tune into this. Because ancient Egypt was so big, huge, vast period of time, the slaves building the pyramid is, is real and is there, but is a very small portion. Most of it were paid workers. Okay, interesting. And it's not in a trying to eradicate the concept of uh, slavery in it. It's just a case of what's portrayed in The Prince of Egypt. It's what's portrayed in a lot of things. But again, because it was gazillions of years. I use the professional terms of gazillions nice. of years. Or they built them with their minds. No, that's cool. I'll look it up because I would find that very interesting. Oh, yeah. I think you'd really, really love it. I think it'd be right down your street. Nice. Yeah, but I wonder about that too, whether there's just, I don't know, Things went on that are just so massive that we have no evidence for them. So we've just invented this odd narrative and people at the time are just like, what? Can't you see? Telekinesis. Oh, never. <laughs> we as humans just have a desperate need to understand everything to the point where we created and fabricated religion to make us feel okay about the fact that the sun disappeared for a while. To appease the sun. <laughs> like, where did it go? Where did it go? go? Because the earth is flat. Oh, God, I can't deal with it. <laughs> Any more? I can't. Uh. Has anyone reached out to you about that or any of the other conspiracies? No, actually, no one's no one's come to me with any more conspiracies. Me I think everyone just kind of sat there going, "Yep, cool." But what I did do is I watched the debate, and I feel like the conspiracy theories, if anything's going to be real, is that the country in America is run by a fourteen-year-old boy inside a sixty-five-year-old man's body. 
with a guinea pig on his head. That's what the debate is? Have you watched the debate from last night? Oh, no. We only read the highlights. Luke read them out and we were laughing because didn't Biden tell Trump to shut up? (laughs) Shut up, man. And then (laughs) Trump went on a rant about, you can't use the word smart or something crazy like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then he refused to denounce uh, white supremacists. Of course. And my favourite one that I watched this morning, I watched the highlights, but then started watching the entire thing. And then was like, no, I want to feel some form of contentment during this day. So I'm just going to stop watching. And it was, um, how do you feel about African-American people? Or how do you feel about black people? I think it was phrased in one of those ways. I can't remember. And his response was, I love the police. Worth a watch? I think it's worth a watch to honestly watch the demise of humanity. Well, if you want to have that, then you'll love the podcast I cheered myself up with yesterday because I'm a masochist, which is 10 episodes of how America could have a second world war, which would impact the entire world. This is how it would start and this is what it would look like. I would love it. I would love it. What episode is it? Uh, It was great. I I cried three times. Um, (laughs) It's called It Couldn't Happen Here. It Couldn't Happen Here. All right. It's doubly interesting because it's written in 2019. And of course, lots of the things that the podcaster predicted might be (sighs) exacerbators for the total breakdown of society have happened this year. (laughs) So it's fascinating, but is like screaming into a terrible void, knowing that at any second you might be shoved down it to fall forever with no end until you cease to exist. And if that's your bag, then check it out. (laughs) Oh my God. One of my favourite things to read about is near misses. Okay. So all the times in history where we nearly exploded or the times in history where like nuclear war started there's a book called like something something like the unsung heroes which my friend gave to me and i still haven't read it which is all about these people that literally just because of their calculations or rethinking or opinions about something for example there was a there was a nuclear missile appeared on the radar of a russian radar boop boop i know the technical terms Boop, boop. Yeah, you know that the, boop, boop, the green thing with like you're on a submarine. On that's what it looks yep. like in the movies. So a nuclear missile from like America or something appeared on it. So obviously the Russian people were like, okay, well, if it's a missile, we have to re- go rebuttal immediately. And the guy who was at the station said, no, I'm not doing that. It could be a glitch. And they were like, you have to, you have to. And he basically risked his job and everything saying, no, this could be a glitch. They reset the system and it was a glitch. So what could have happened would have, could have been international nuclear war. And it's like that split second thinking that can change the world. I also might have gotten the countries the wrong way around. So please, <laughs> if this is live and it was America versus Russia, I'm sure you'll tell me if it was wrong. But if you do, can you do it bearing in mind that I'm doing this from memory and this is not what the we're episode is about. This episode is about high heels, but we're talking about nuclear war and the end of the world. All connected. Ugh, that sounds terrifying up. and fascinating. Oh, I love this concept of just how many times we all nearly died but then it happens all the time in your life like the amount of times that you just fall over and like if you landed funny you could have died good so high heels are really interesting they are <laughs> i've i found lots of interesting things there's a link to high heels oh, you could fall over and die i fell off a curb in high heels and sprained my ankle oh that sucks of all the things i've done in high heels that particularly amused me oh yeah it's always the small things yeah all the greatest injuries we've ever had are not on stage i've fallen off stage and been absolutely fine but i've stepped off the bottom step slightly funny and i haven't been able to move my knee for a week (laughs) oh yeah 
I dropped a pencil on the floor. You remember when I was like paralyzed from like the like like my back when I couldn't move for like two weeks. God, when we were doing underbelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were still performing in the most complicated show House of Burlesque has ever created. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, when I did that, that was picking up a pencil off the floor. <laughs> He's like, oh, I drop into the splits and hammer things into my head. But uh, it's always a way. That pencil. Pencils are dangerous. What's your worst injury that you've ever had? Probably spraining my ankle twice. I'm a big fat coward. I don't do physical things. So <laughs> I've never broken anything. <laughs> this looks right. I'd like to try it. Yeah. So you just have to hold on and flip your... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you just not like adrenaline or you just... Like adrenaline, I wouldn't do this. I mean, not this. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the life we once led, not podcasting. <laughs> How can we make a podcasting adrenaline fueled? Uh, choose topics that we know we're going to disagree on. <laughs> we're just, just like, we've just, we purposely decided that we're not doing that yet. We still find ways to do it. So it's fine. It's our subconscious need to find any adrenaline possible. <laughs> oh my God, is that what it is? It might be. I think it could be. The need to find some form of drama. Yeah. I don't know. But then I'm going back to work and I'm like, my work's not as dramatic as I remember it being. A lot of it is just waiting to go on stage. I think we're all in survival mode. Yeah. What's your worst injury? I have a lot. Weirdly, bruising my ribs was the worst and the most painful for me mm-hmm. because you just can't do anything. You can't laugh. You can't breathe. You can't blah, anything. But I'm the sort of person that's broken both my wrists twice, like all my toes, all my fingers, fractured my Jesus. eye socket, fractured my skull. I've had more x-rays than I could even count. I'm an adrenaline seeker, so as a teenager, that turns into someone who climbs trees and jumps off walls and does stupid shit. There you go. We would not have been friends. No, 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 no. But luckily, my dad worked in a hospital, so I just went straight to go get the x-ray done. I think I broke a toe once. How'd you break your toe? I don't know. You're not sure? It just hurt? Is it one of those? Yeah, it hurt a lot, but I knew there was nothing going to do about it, so I just left it and it got better. My fingers and toes, I didn't really break until my... 20s that was something i've did more recently where i've just like casually broken things here and there and it's just been odds and sods and having to tape them together my absolute favorite 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 injury which is probably the most disgusting one was where i put my hand through a sewing machine and the sewing machine needle went right through the middle of my finger and i had to have it removed and it was how is that possible an industrial sewing machine i assume no just a normal singer did you not put the foot down no, I don't think I did. <sighs> Feet! <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome to this week's episode. <laughs> wow, that's quite impressive and gross. Mm. I think that's why what I do now is because I think I'm like, well, I've done so many injuries now. Fair enough. I know how not to do them. <clears throat> so, high heels. Now, it's a classic burlesque trope. Indeed. To wear heels. It's one of the trappings of considered the trappings of femininity which we play with on stage when we're hyper feminizing but as we'll learn uh, the history of heels is not all as it seems in the 21st century it is not indeed well um <laughs> those of you listening and you're like what is a high heel i've not got a definition for you because i feel oh, like I'm that's sad. <laughs> 
one is the basic <laughs> definition of it high heel. It is a raised shoe. Technically, a high heel is not a platform. A platform is different, but we'll go into that later. A high heel is a bit of material underneath the heel of the foot, which raises the foot at an angle and makes you taller slash more pronounced. And it is associated with femininity. You're right. I believe that this week you've done the history. It's not me. I have. I have some history. Would you? Would you? Would you like to do history? I would love to do yeah, history. I, sure um, <laughs> I did include a little bit about platforms because it does come up as this idea of kind of like elevation and impracticality. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, listeners. Let's start in the beginning. Let's uh, the start oldest at the reference. very beginning. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> it's a very good place to start. First you open up your browser and go to Wikipedia. <laughs> then you skim read it, taking out a few sentences. And then you browse Teen Vogue and then you're done. <laughs> oh, I read the Teen Vogue article as well. <laughs> Yay! I was slightly disappointed because it started off really good and then it just kind of vanished. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty much what our podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and look how well Teen Vogue has done. So we can only hope for our continued and furthering success. <laughs> But well, Jinsel, like Teen Vogue, it sounds frivolous, but eventually will take over the world. Oh. <laughs> well, Teen Vogue is, oh God, we love a fucking tangent, responsible for <laughs> some of the more interesting and insightful and progressive journalistic pieces of the last couple of years. Surprisingly. Really? I'm not saying all of it is, but yeah, they've dropped some really um, interesting articles that journalistic fields have been like, wow. We don't know if you're just writing really well or it's a testament to how shit the mainstream media is. A mixture of both. Maybe a bit, bit of, of column B. B. Bit of column B. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Teen Vogue thing did interest me because I had, as some brainwashed moron, assumed that Le Bouton had invented the concept of red heels. But apparently it was from the court of Louis the something, something, something. This is why I do the history. <laughs> Exactly. These are the important things to know, team. So now you know that you can just rip that off. <laughs> As we already do at House of Burlesque. <laughs> anyway, high heels are often considered to be one of the trappings of femininity. A woman's wardrobe. Part of being a woman's work. The labour of being a uterus haver. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but in fact, high heels were originally worn by men and the earliest heel can be traced back to 10th century Persia. And it was a military thing, which actually has a long history of heels uh, associated with military work. And it was so that the riders could secure their feet in stirrups upon riding their horses, which obviously translates to the modern day cowboy and cowboy boots as well. So that is the first... Oh, it's going to be long. That is the first noted... (laughs) evidence of heels and tradition of heels within the military although they probably don't call them that anymore does still persist to this day it was Persian migrants that brought heels to Europe and this trend was picked up by male aristocrats who wore them to look taller and more formidable so heels became fashionable in the courts of the aristocrats and further on in history there's actually a table of heel heights related to your aristocratic status oh. <laughs> which I'll, I'll dig out if you find amusing so the next example of like a different type of heel and heels worn by women was in the late 15th century with it's spelt chopin but i feel like it would be pronounced copine do you have a, an opinion on a c-h-o-p-i-n-e i thought it was copine as well yeah, but why would we think that? 
I don't know. I read it that way and Me too. then reread it and was like, well, I'm going to assume that I don't know anything because it's a period of history I know nothing about. So, uh, me neither. But I did think copine <laughs> in my head and I don't know why. And these were <laughs> these were platform heels and they were worn by women in lots of parts of Europe, but they were particularly popular in Venice. And these platforms would even go up to the height of 54 centimetres and women would have their maids as crutches <laughs> so they could walk properly in them. It's like walking on a short pair of stilts, essentially. And the reason that they were fashionable was because it meant that your skirts had to be much longer. So the skirt still brushed the floor and the shoes were hidden under the skirt. And the more fabric that you could afford, the more wealthy you were, the more status that you had. Uh, so again, this is related to heels being to do with wealth and status rather than sexuality, which is a little bit more modern. Yes. Question. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier we were talking about ancient history and what if like the evidence we have is just like one person that was being a dick. What if those 54 inch heels was just like, fucking Sandra, why are you doing this? <laughs> I bet it was. They were like, no one's doing this. It's she just Sandra. She always has to go too far. She, to go she too has far. to go too far. Sandra's extra. <laughs> Did you know that there are evidence of heels in statues of female deities in 12th century India? I did read that, yes, mm. on that same Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, that in the 17th century, Venetians actually had a law of restriction to three inches of heels. Oh, really? I yeah. skimmed with that part, clearly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and in medieval England? In medieval England, they did the same thing. Men and women to get their feet out of the gutter, which was covered in excrement and urine and vomit and no doubt dead poor people and other such fun stuff. Yeah, this kind of idea that you could be slightly higher. And also, from what I can gather, it wasn't the kind of long drapings of fabric over the top. It was to keep your fabric from being swished in urine and all kinds. Yeah, yeah. So literally lifting yourself out of the gutter. Imagine being a poor person who had to wash those shoes after. Uh, I always think about those periods of time. And I think about the periods of time where indoor plumbing wasn't a thing. Mm. And I always think about the horrible history scratch and sniff book that I had when a kid and it still makes me feel nauseous now. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love that <clears> book. I, you couldn't get that book out of my hands. I was obsessed. Anyway, continue. Um, cool. Uh, that's very on brand. Um, yeah. Do you ever stop and wonder how it must have smelled to live back then? I did all the time. What I find absolutely fascinating is the smell, yes, but they also believe the smell is what caused illness. They thought bad air was the reason you got sick. So the concept of bacteria and germs was only discovered with microscopes and things like that, which came much later. So what happened beforehand was the concept and the idea that everyone believed that all illnesses and disease were caused by foul-smelling air. Really? It is fucking fascinating. That is fascinating because everything must have smelt foul. But then yeah. their level of normal smell would have been very different to ours massively so and also the understanding around it would make sense because like cities and stuff would smell a lot worse and be a lot worse so there'd be a lot more bacteria and things so the correlation they had for this reason and theory to exist was totally understandable mm. and the reasons that you would go to get better you'd go to the seaside if you wanted to become more fertile you'd go to the seaside all these things to get cleaner fresher air it makes total sense because you'd be getting out of the city but what you'd be doing would be getting away from germs not not smelly people <laughs> Yes. So it's not illogical at all. It's just it's not based not on knowledge that they had, mm. which makes you wonder what we think now that we just don't know about yet. We were all telekinetic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know 
Then in the 17th century, this is a nice clap back to another episode, there was a law passed in Massachusetts that said that women would be treated the same as witches if they lured men into marriage by wearing heels. <laughs> um. I I love this so much, mainly because the concept of heel then was a kitten heel and the kitten heel makes me nauseous. I mean, yeah, kitten heels should just be burnt. That's not a heel. <laughs> it's, not it's not a, not heel. a heel. It's not a heel. I did write in my notes, uh, Puritans and Americans ruin everything. And I was extra annoyed to find out that in 1770, <laughs> the UK Parliament made the same law. <laughs> oh... I didn't so know that, that really pissed me off. <laughs> oh, no, I, I love this concept. It's also this kind of like, well, it's just this vindiction against women and uterus havers, basically just being like, oh, so you've conned someone into marriage. It's like, yes, I've conned myself into a legal form of slavery. Thanks. <laughs> well, you say that, but marriage was the only way for women to have any status. So, but the True whole story. the whole of that period is, is women desperately needing to get married. Otherwise, they would be considered more worthless than they already were. Getting hustled. Anyway, that's an episode for another time. The hustle. Getting on that marriage hustle. <laughs> so up until kind of the 20th century, heels were largely popularised by this idea of the extravagance of impracticality. Like you were so wealthy that you didn't need to be able to move quickly and status and being able to indulge in frivolity, which is kind of different to how I think we think about heels now. It was the war, of course, that helped popularise the idea of heels as sexual, in part due to the sharing of pinup art. In burlesque, we're all very familiar with pinup art and often pinup photography would include women wearing high heels and because of the international nature of war uh, these images spread very quickly across lots of different backgrounds and country kind of soldiers being together yes question mm-hmm. so if uh, it was the pinup art that in part is that also to do with the fact in part so it's also to do with the more the fact that the leg would be more seen so the leg as a whole in heels would be seen as before heels would have just been like a height thing so your height would change but people would be able to see this change of posture in legs and hips is that part of it? Yeah, I, it didn't come up in my research, but that sounds perfectly valid, particularly because this must coincide with when we talked about the emergence of the bikini and then, of course, like the swimming costume or the modern swimming costume where you would see legs and, you know, hemlines would get shorter and shorter. And also they were drawn. So they would have been, they were drawn from models. So they were exaggerated. So is it possible that the heels got higher because even though the heels and pictures weren't that high, they were drawn higher and that kind of fed back into each other? I don't know, because not all pinup art is drawn. Some of it is photography. Yes, of course. But I'm thinking about that over-exaggerated. You know that heel, that one that's like the Jessica Rabbit heel where you're like, oh, okay, cool. So how? The Barbie leg. Mm. I don't know. That's an interesting question. The history of the cartoon nature of women in illustration. Put a tack in that. Fascinating. That is fascinating. Mm. The idea that heels are exclusively femme is pretty modern. It's argued by some that heels put bodies into a subconsciously sexualized position where they accentuate the bum and the curve in the lower back. And the sexualizing of heels within the last few decades has meant that heels has become a bit of a feminist battleground, essentially. So since since the concept of feminism became a part of popular culture, there's this ever ongoing war about whether or not heels are part of the patriarchy to rule us and destroy our lives or the endless debate that no doubt we're going to focus on in the rest of the episode. But that is a whistle stop to uh, through heels. There are many other interesting things that I just couldn't be bothered to write them down because I was writing with my own hands. But if you go to the Wikipedia entry on heels, <laughs> you will find many, many fascinating insights 
insight into uh, their wearing. But uh, like a lot of things, why did we ruin everything in the last hundred years? I'm not saying life was perfect before, but we really doubled down on some toxicity in the last hundred years. Oh, yeah, we really did. If you look into things like everything we discussed in this episode, it's all been like a fascinating ancient history of all these things and how things kind of slowly evolved, went in and out of fashion, all these things. But the accelerant of the last hundred years, this kind of advancement in communication, communication technology, we've been able to exchange throughout the world a lot faster than we ever have. And we've communicated with a million different people. And I watched The Social Dilemma a couple of days ago, and I've just gone, cool, we're not ready for this. We're not ready for internet. We shouldn't have it anymore. We just, we're just not ready for it. All of us need to go to bed for like another hundred years. Hibernate. <laughs> Like sexy little oh badges. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. Did you watch it? No, but I've watched some related things. This is all about social media, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that would explain parts of my depression for periods. Ew. Oh, it's terrifying Ew. and scary, and we are absolutely not ready for it. No. But yeah, like this is the second time I feel like in fashion we've gone through this thing, which is like, hey, you know, life wasn't perfect, but things we are discussing are less gendered. They're seemingly less toxic and then you get to the 40s 30s and then it's just this absolute accelerant on patriarchy it's because the change against patriarchy because patriarchy was the norm and then this wave of feminism and all the wonderful things of reclaiming rights equality and all those sorts of things um, it it causes a lot of patriarchy to double down I'm just wondering if it's a theory I believe that that is true but I don't think that applies to this pre-Second World War period. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's something else going on there, but I don't know what it is. So Conspiracy theory. That. What's a conspiracy, conspiracy theory? theory. <laughs> conspiracy theory. <laughs> so now we have this big row, which we'll get into, about kind of what heels means. Are they repressive? Are they just fashion and you can choose to wear them or choose not to wear them? And there's a big argument about heels in the workplace that I would love to chew the fat over later on in this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I'm I'm all bored for all those things. But before we do that, let's just do something a little bit like fun and breezy. Name a type of heel. Platform heel. Cool. Cuban heel. Stiletto heel. Kitten heel. Kid. <laughs> I didn't have time, but I really wanted to look up the Theresa May kitten heel scandal. The what? <laughs> it's a whole thing of Theresa May and kitten heels. And oh. Wasn't she like trying to be sexy or more feminine? Okay, I can't bear kitten heels. But what I'm really interested in is not just high heels as a concept, but the, the whole thing that different heels mean different things and signify mm. different things. And we have mm. opinions about all of them. Very true. Before we go any further, anyone who knows me or listening knows that both my parents are podiatrists. In fact, my dad is a podiatric surgeon and one of the top in his field, which means that I was very much raised in a house completely aware and understanding of what heels are and what they do to your body. Would you like to know what they do to your body? I'd love to, so I can ignore them because I like wearing heels. (laughs) Okay, well, first things first. A big shout out to Hounslow Foot Clinic and my mum's surgery. She runs a badass clinic filled with podiatrists and all sorts. My mum as a podiatrist is a complete contradiction to my dad. They are very, very different in the sense where my dad, basically, he has appeared in every single article under the sun about high heels. Basically, he's a huge... Really? My dad is a huge advocate for banning not banning them just basically being like high heels are the enemy so when you ever see anything about like victoria beckham's like bunions or people's shoes in like an article and being like oh my god she wore this is it okay my dad will be the one that is the podiatrist or the, the surgeon commenting lol That's and awesome. i'm embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> and i was always raised in a house where it was like these things will do bad things to your body it's really really awful but at the same time so meet pretty. mama brow 
Mama Brow is only in the last year stopped wearing stiletto heels whilst treating feet. <laughs> Why? Because she is forced to wear scrubs for COVID. And I think the reason is they don't go. <laughs> One of the reasons my mum's so great about podiatry is that she makes a really amazing space for women and vulva havers to come in and not get shouted at for wearing heels. We used to have a whole huge client base, which was British Airways, air stewards and stewardesses, um, stewardesses, uh, stewards, is that stewardesses, stewards, ah. hostesses, hostess, ah, I don't know, which one? Flight attendants. <laughs> Flight attendants. Flight attendants. <laughs> Jolly dollies. Who were made to wear mm. heels. On a fucking on, plane, on their feet. So they needed someone who was understanding and knows that they weren't allowed to not wear heels. So you have to find ways around it. So my mum was like the go-to person for that. And the entire clinic has that kind of ethos and understanding, which I think is really, really great. But this woman who worked for a company who is a regular patient because she is forced by contract to wear Louboutins of a certain height every day on her feet. And the damage it's done is, is I honestly am like, you can sue them. But legally, mm. you can't because uniform is still a thing that you can do for contracts and people who work for you. So that's fun and interesting. We'll do that later. But anyway, so heels. So what are the things that heels can do? Like heels are bad for you. Why do they hurt? They hurt because you are completely adjusting the positioning of your body. So I'm going to get out what my dad said first and then I'll talk about my mum because my dad's boring. My dad Me. also doesn't know I'm doing this episode because I full out didn't want to ask him about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, my mum's going to love that. Mama bro, we love hey, you. Hey, mama bro. <laughs> so, you feel pain when you wear heels, right? Yeah, sometimes. In terms of like, if you wear heels for a period of time, you take them off, your feet hurt after you take them off. Yeah. Cool. So, around about 20% of women saying their heels pinch their feet uh, after 10 minutes. This is mostly because it's a bad design of high street wears. So, my dad says... Uh, Squeezing feet into smaller shoes can cause long-term damage, including stress fractures. So small fractures that you don't even know are happening. For example, a lot of people break their toes and stuff without really knowing. Trapped nerves, which can lead to long-term damage and surgery in quite severe cases. Wearing heels can cause arthritis because you're forcing your feet into an unnatural shape on a continuous basis, putting pressure onto certain joints, which then causes the joint to inflame and arthritis then does continue. So... I'm not going to quote my dad because what he says next makes me annoyed. The higher the heel, the more of the tilt of the body pushes your body forward to compensate for it. So when you do that, it pushes your pelvis forward, which causes the lower spine to compensate, which can cause really, really quite severe hip pain and back pain in your later life. So there's a huge correlation between people who are made to wear heels for work and long term damage with their backs and their hips. And also alongside that, the increase of the way the heels are worn now and hip surgery in 40 and 50 year old women has increased. High heels ram your foot into a position and so a lot of shoes don't compensate for how many toes you have. It's just a general thing because they try and make your feet look as small as possible, which causes ingrown toenails and calluses and things like that, which is just more cosmetic and painful, less like permanent damage, unless your ingrown toenail is so bad that we have to remove your entire nail, which we have to do a lot. I say we, I used to work at the surgery. (laughs) I've enjoyed the (laughs) fact that you've included yourself in this (laughs) Well, when I was a kid, I watched surgeries from like, I don't know, 11 years old, I think. My dad brought me into the surgeries and I watched toes and bones removed. I turned out fine. And also the last one, which is my favourite, is when you squash toes like that and you wear high heels on a repeated basis and your toes are all trapped together, it is an absolute 
breeding ground for fungus and athlete's foot. It's just so common because of this constant squeezing and sweat and you're trying to balance and your foot compensating and the shoes are often made so you can't really wear socks underneath them. So you just got this petri dish of bacteria and fungus. It's absolutely revolting. And so if you do wear heels on a regular basis, make sure you change your shoes often. But hang on, hang on. I'm not disputing any of this, but also this must take into account that apparently there are loads of heel wearers out there buying heels that don't fit them properly, jamming heels into styles that are crushing their toes. Why are you doing that? That's totally crazy. It's totally crazy, but from working in these clinics, I can honestly say that the conversation around women, um, vulva havers particularly, having to wear heels as a part of femininity and who they are, there's a lot of people that just feel like forced to wear them, so don't really have the space to find the right shoe for them or what's comfortable for them. As long as it looks good, that means that that part of their identity is complete. But surely that's common sense. It's not. That's really sad. It is really sad. Well, how many discussions have you had with non-burlesque or people like us about heels and the type of heels that work for them? Well, I don't know, but I don't think that's necessarily indicative of... It's the same as anything that you put on. Like, I've worn heels, I love heels. I was a kid wandering around in my mother's heels since the age of naught. I still had this principle of going to try on heels. What styles are comfortable? How far can I walk in them? Are they wide enough for my foot? They're dangerous. You must use them with safety. (laughs) You must. Or just also just find shoes that are fucking comfortable for you. And yeah. So those are all the feet things. And it's just general lack of conversation around it. And the idea that you have to do these things. Therefore, when you have to do them, you don't really feel like you have much room to navigate them, I guess. That's what a lot of people that a lot of women that came to my mum in particular just feel like they have to do this or they're contractually obliged to do these things and uh, it's it's really fucking sad which has brought me to a policy in my life I refuse to wear heels unless someone's paying me you don't like wearing heels? I like wearing them I'm just not wearing them unless someone pays me you don't wear them for your own pleasure? Mm, uh, for choreography no okay. I wear a Cuban but I like a Cuban because of the long term damage I've done to my Achilles heel which is another thing that heels do so one of the weird things that we've discovered recently is so for example you probably have this I think I might have noticed you having this over time wearing heels on a really regular basis shortens and tightens your Achilles heel so that when you are wearing no shoes or flat shoes you struggle to keep your foot flat on the ground and you tend to walk on your toes uh yes but I walk on my toes out of habit because I've done that since I was little and it's actually something I teach my students to do or teach them that they should practice so they can do it without thinking on stage. Something I always disagree with. So, so yeah, so long-term damage means you can't switch between uh, heels and flat shoes. You'll have this problem where you can't put your heel on the floor. That's what I have. And that's one of the reasons why I wear Cuban heels because of um, the time when I was working full-time every day in heels and then I would drop down to wearing a plimsoll and the damage that it did was just, yeah. So I started introducing Cuban heels. That's why I started wearing cowboy boots mostly so that when I came home mm-hmm. from when I finished work, I'd take off my huge platform heels, throw on a cowboy. So that way I wasn't dropping all the way down to the floor. I just had this nice cushiony thing before I went down which is quite good it was really really good for my back mm-hmm. as well 
Yeah, that's a good mm. idea. But where then is the line is what is a heel and what isn't? Because mm. I often feel like with things like military boots that do have a heel on them or cowboy boots, these are like traditionally like man things, so we decide not to call them heels, but they are still heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cuban heel is still a heel. So when I say that I don't wear heels, I'm talking about I don't wear stilettos okay. for unless I'm getting paid. I wear Cuban heels on a daily basis because I like the noise they make when I walk down a hall and they are actually really comfortable for my hips because my hips are so fucked. Mm. So they're really comfortable for me. But you love wearing heels all the time. I do know that about you. That's something that's it's quite a sexy thing for you. You enjoy wearing them. Is that still correct? Uh, yes, I can't wear them as much as I used to. And part of that, I think, is living in London because the spaces that we have to cover are so vast and you and I have to hump giant suitcases around. <laughs> it's just yeah. isn't practical in heels. But I genuinely love heels. I know that they're bad for me. Um, that's not... Uh, when I say that's not new information, I find what you're saying really interesting. But as in, weirdly, growing up in quite a fashion traditional household, we both venerated heels. But it was that knowledge like, you can wear these, but you'll pay for them later. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but, it's like anything. Buy now for hell later. Buy fashion now for <laughs> arthritis or whatever it is. So yeah, I love heels. If I could, I'd wear them all the time. But I can't, firstly, for practical reasons. And secondly, that it's tiring. I do get that thing where your big toe kind of deforms. Bunions! Is that what bunions are when you get the kind of growth on your foot on the side of your foot yeah yeah and so now I've had to drop the height of my heels down like I can't dance on stage in big heels those people who've known me over the years have probably just watched my heels getting smaller and smaller and smaller and now when burlesque I'll often use a Latin ballroom heel which is a great heel to dance in because they're not excessively high they've got a soft sole so you can come up on the demi point if you want to have a longer look but at the same time you're not dancing around stilettos which are very difficult I've never really worn stilettos to be honest I have found them kind of painful and impractical i'm somebody who likes walking so yeah i don't know stilettos look beautiful i'll wear them for photo shoots but actually very rarely will i wear them in real life uh, yeah I, I enjoy a heel the difficulty of wearing them in london this is my beef with whichever mayor of london is at the moment in power the pavements are so fucked literally you'll put a pair of heels on and then you'll fall down a little crack in the street and then you'll rip all of that fabric up the back of the heel and i always thought that the mayor of london should pay a stipend to women who wear heels every year for the damage that the streets of london's shoddy condition due to them so we can be supplemented for all the endless trips to the shoe maker whatever the technical term is for that. but we'll happily accept this after you've made everything wheelchair accessible thank you <laughs> yeah like walking in heels carrying a suitcase you just you feel how impractical london is on every level couple streets couple fucking streets oh, i grew up cold. in windsor and so i learned to walk on couple streets in heels that's why i learned to walk and that's why i think i'm pretty fucking stable mm. yes growing up in oxford will do that too <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like oh okay cool here's a really uneven surface each crack is the exact size of your stiletto heel cool yeah that's a nightmare but that's why i always rave about regular choice heels because they look beautiful they're actually quite low they're well made quite comfortable but they still look elegant like the reason i despise a kitten heel is because i feel like you've got the worst of both worlds you haven't lifted your frame into this kind of beautiful position in my opinion that heels puts your body into but you're still balancing your entire body weight on this tiny little surface area like it's a stiletto it's the worst of both worlds yeah it's uncomfortable painful and it looks like shit yeah the kitten heel makes me so uncomfortable to look at because i'm looking at it and i'm like why would you not go for a cuban it's the same size as a Cuban and a Cuban yeah. will support your entire heel and plus you'll look like a fucking boss. But instead you've gone for this. Yeah. It's this idea that femininity can be presented as something that's small. Dainty. And I'm like, no, I like my big, chunky electric heels. I like my big, funky, like just big, clunky, badass stuff. 
saying that, I do love my stripper heels and my stilettos. Um, like they are amazing and they look incredible. And once you learn how to use them, they can be awesome tools that look terrifying and glorious. But yeah, I think fast fashion in particular makes me really angry. I think this is what my parents have done. I hate it when people don't invest in shoes. Like I hate shoes that are just bad. <laughs> mm. Yeah, badly made cheap heels are the worst. And actually shout out to companies like New Look who have at least tried to make an affordable heel, but they do things like wide feet sizes. And I'm sure that doesn't solve all the problems, but it goes a small way to making heels easier to wear because a lot of, like you say, people have to wear them at work. Yeah, no, definitely. If you are wearing heels regular, this is just a shout out, by the way. If you find that you're getting ingrown toenails, calluses and things like that, please do not go to see a pedicurist to sort them out. Please do not. They are a medical thing thing you need to go see a podiatrist or a doctor thank you especially if it's fungal if it's fungal please don't go to a pedicurist because you are spreading your fungus just don't don't that's why don't you should pedicures that's where all fungal infections come from (laughs) yeah it's really really bad if you know your nail place isn't sterilizing autoclaving your stuff in between each person Fungal infections are hugely contagious. Please, please, please be careful. Don't feed the fish. Because you'll lose your entire toenail. <laughs> <laughs> I find this thing really interesting with heels. Whereas at one point you bring up the word dainty and that is very interesting. And also like there's a resonance historically with that because even though we've talked about men in history wearing heels, the fact is they often wore fatter heels and very narrow heels really came in when women started wearing heels. And uh, I think some of that's just punishment, isn't it? <laughs> you can have it, but you'll suffer. So on the one hand, there's that datingness thing. But on the other hand, like I think of heels as being badass. Like you need to be strong in your core. You need to have stamina to wear heels. They're sharp so they can double up as handy weapons. <laughs> it's this weird mix like heels hamper your movement but i also think of heels as like little blades on your feet yeah it's a skill yeah it's like something that's considered dainty actually requires a hell of a lot of strength to navigate and wear Uh, yeah it requires a hell of a lot of skill which i find really really frustrating and i found really frustrating where you see cis identifying men wearing heels and they get this huge round of applause and it's like you don't understand that there's a millions of people that are being forced to wear heels as part of their everyday work and job so imagine doing that all the time but you get a round of applause because you've done a split kick in them and it's amazing that you're doing it and it's breaking gender binaries and that's awesome but if you're doing that and alongside not standing for the trappings of femininity and how it's affecting women and vulva havers and that's when i'm like me 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 yeah breaking down gender norms is awesome so i like seeing men in heels i love seeing men in heels but at the same time that fashion for men teaching dance classes in heels became like this huge thing and everyone was like oh it was amazing the choreo is amazing and they're all doing it in heels i'm like hello women since the birth of lots of styles of dance have danced in heels with no round of applause for doing so go and Mm. watch most shows and you'll see women in heels but it doesn't resonate because that doesn't matter because it's just what we do yeah ginger did it backwards and in heels yeah it's a great quote yeah um i find it fascinating and that frustrates me oh yeah i think we're teetering around the subject i think we just need to go into it now how do you feel about people making people wear heels for work 
I think it's awful. I don't think anybody should be made to wear heels for work. I think it's completely ludicrous, particularly in jobs where what you wear on your feet has absolutely no bearing whatsoever to what actually the function of your job is. I think it's completely ludicrous. I think it's incredibly damaging. And I think people have the right to sue an employer if they have long-term health problems. 100%. Yeah, I think that's absolutely nonsense. I love heels, but heels in jobs that I've done separate to burlesque. And again, you know, people have their own interpretations about what burlesque is. Never in a zillion years is wearing a pair of heels helped me do my job better unless they've helped me manipulate men better and that's a whole different book which which <laughs> exactly i am that witch um you can't go forwards in time and burn me <laughs> uh, but yeah i can I, there's no room for discussion here i completely agree a million times with you uh, i worked as a catering waitress and i remember turning up for a shift and they were like why aren't you wearing heels and i was like what I didn't know about this and there was like this one particular contract you had to wear heels and I had no idea about it and I was like and they were like go home and get heels and I was like no I'm not fucking waiting on hundreds of people in fucking heels when the dude next to me can wear his fucking flat shoes no fucking way and I also did a, an event recently where someone had the same thing where she had turned up and she wasn't wearing heels and she was supposed to she was wearing nice black shoes and the male waiters were allowed to wear flats and the women had to wear heels and she just turned around and went no and they sent her home that's hilarious because when I worked in restaurant hospitality I very rarely did events which I assume maybe both of these examples come from yes private events right which I guess makes sense not that I agree with it but they would have these stupid ideas because we always used to laugh when I worked in restaurants you you couldn't do your job in heels you just couldn't and nobody on the floor was expected to wear them and wearing them was a sign of you didn't know what you were doing and when managers would turn up for like the first day on the job and they were restaurant managers because they'd done like a hospitality degree but they'd never actually worked on a floor and they turn up in heels all of us would be like you dumb bitch (laughs) you've got no fucking... fucking idea what this job entails this is hilarious Areas and you think you're going to tot yeah. around in heels all day and by the end of the shift believe they were crying <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but you do get it in restaurants where they've got like a maitre d style person and i appreciate that some people want to present a certain way but i also do think i'm just like just be comfortable everyone should be comfortable always be comfortable you should be able to do your job without receiving any long-term damage or pain in any way just because you have a particular body that says you are one thing. Ah, it drives me up the wall. I think the air stewards thing has changed. I think Bisho is illegally not allowed to do that anymore. I think. There's some weird loopholes. So there was a argument, wasn't there, or a campaign to mount law heels and they didn't do it because they argued that the existing legislation already covered for that. That's probably not true. But that was apparently, without looking into it too deeply, and maybe you, I'm sure, know more, um, that you couldn't impose dress codes on people for the sake of... Oh, I can't remember the wording. But yeah, they, they did try and get heels specifically banned for being forced to wear it, but it didn't pass because they argued that it was already the case that you didn't have to. Uh, yes. Maybe I should look that up. I, I actually haven't looked at it. From what I know, it, it hasn't been banned. So you can still make someone wear heels. It's one of those things where it's like, it, you're not legally have to wear it, but if you don't wear what you're being asked to wear, for example, it's also to do with hair, to do with like skirts, to so things like that. If you don't do these things, you've kind of already got the company's backup and they will find reasons. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, these are the things we're asking you to do. If you don't do them, we're not going to fire you, but we can make your life hard. Yeah. 
So in the UK in 2016, temporary receptionist Nicola Thorpe was sent home unpaid after she refused to follow the dress code of firm Portico. Thorpe launched an online petition calling for the UK government to make it illegal for a company to require women to wear high heels at work. Two parliamentary committees in January 2017 decided that Portico had broken the law. By this time, the company had already changed its terms of employment. The petition was rejected by the government in April 2017 as they stated that the existing legislation was, quote unquote, adequate. Existing legislation allows women to be required requires to wear high heels but only if it is considered a job requirement and men in the same job are required to dress to an equivalent set equivalent level sorry of smartness mm, interesting i mean no, that's vile that's fucking vile well it's bollocks because it's leaving a lot of loopholes it's leaving a lot of loopholes and also the equivalent is not them wearing something that's damaging their body yeah exactly that's fucking insane i lost my shit at a club that was run by a drag queen where if you presented as a cis woman you had to wear heels otherwise you weren't allowed in and i was like coming from a drag queen i feel this is so fucking unfair (laughs) and vile yeah anyway so no it's bullshit I think they should put it explicitly in the wording because like you say men's level of quote unquote smartness doesn't physically damage their body forever I think that also the high heels and that argument goes into things like skirts and dresses and stuff it's like well no actually trousers and uh, this is why I'll never get an office job so (laughs) I will always be this so I'm really interested in one thing I'm interested in like the discrimination against different heels and what different heels signifies different people Mm -hmm. for example I had this discussion with many of my friends even though I'm wearing the same heel height as they are from their Zara heels but mine is a clear heel with a clear platform and a clear strap this one is denotes as a stripper heel and this one is as a I'm going out after work heel oh my god I'm so cool but they're the same height and in fact the one from the high street is extremely dangerous and bad for your body whereas the one with the clear heel is actually designed Designed by people who wear heels on a regular basis and is one of the safest shoe designs that you should be wearing if you are wearing very very high heels in fact they are the best i find it really interesting that it is like one of the things that's also used against women specifically in sexual assault cases is their type of heel how high their heel is which i find fascinating it blows my fucking mind I'm really interested in it. something that we'll talk about pet peeves and stuff, but I don't like high street heels. I don't really have any. I have, I think, one, two pairs and I have them by accident. The rest of my shoes are... Give them to me. Shoes. <laughs> I'll take them all. <laughs> I, I have salsa shoes and pole shoes and stripper heels. That's pretty much what I wear because I will tell you a little bit about how they're designed. Uh, Pleaser is the household name. They're like the Nike of stripper heels and I highly recommend if you want to wear high heels that are comfortable and designed. Uh, this is speaking from personal opinion and from the fellow performers that I work with within strip clubs and a lot of burlesque performers. It's a lot more comfortable because you can achieve quite great heights but with a illusion that it's not actually that high at all by the use of platforms cushioning within the platform and the way that the heel tilts it's absolutely phenomenal and also the best thing about stripper heels is they have a tilt on the platform which means your foot naturally rolls rather than that clomping like i've got a platform on my foot so i'm just like boof 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 it's like no i can just walk like a normal person um so please do consider moving over to stripper heels i tried that I found it really hard. You didn't like it? No, which, you know, I've got lots of personal thing for me. The two things I found difficult, firstly, with the roll on the toe, I felt like I was going to die. (laughs) And I don't wear platform shoes anyway for the same reason I tend to like roll on the outside of my foot so that I actually 
I find them more dangerous because I have a much greater chance of breaking my fucking ankle, falling off the sides oh, of yeah, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is unique to me. I'm like, don't disagree with you at all about the fact that they've been designed by people who dance in high heels as part of their job. Yeah, so I found it really hard. And then the other thing I found difficult, like the cushioning was nice, but with the peep toe ones, as my foot slid down, I found that my the toes got jammed in at the end. Um, so I do think they can look really they lovely. They went over the top. Yeah, but, but, but I personally found them quite difficult to wear. I'm not vouching for everyone. I'm just saying that people, if you're going to try ridiculously high heels these are ones to try mm. and the platform does make it safer but it doesn't necessarily mean that it works for everyone I completely appreciate that um, you might have half a size too big maybe I think the other thing like I like the pleaser designs but they're correct if I'm wrong they're American sized American sized which would suggest that they were half size too big yeah they were either slightly too big or too small you can get them half sizes oh okay cool mm. Highly recommend them. Probably not when I was hunting around the discount racks in Camden when I was trying <laughs> Probably to, not, uh, no. to find these rather than looking for them online. Is it Bordel? Bordello. Is that right? Bordello also do good heels for dancing? So Pleaser owns Bordello. So Pleaser okay. owns Bordello, Devilish and Deviant. The Pleaser heel is what we associate is the clear plastic heel, the clear plastic platform. That's the original Pleaser so like design. like the dancing stripper heels. Yeah, that is the Pleaser design. I don't think Pleaser specifically designed it. I think that they coined it in 1993 but bordello is the one which is the one that we associate with a lot of burlesque dancers which is usually closed toe a nice like strap over and it's the same heel but it's got like a weird mask that makes it look like a normal shoe so even though it's like a platform and everything they have opened a market to a lot of everyday women who are buying these shoes because they are the comfort of stripper heels but they don't look like stripper heels which i find fascinating they cover over the platform bit is that right the line between the platform and the shoe so it looks more like the front Got so you. it's sneaky got you, got so it's you. like sneaky sneaky what i found really fascinating is researching pleaser as a company amazing a lot of people who were dancing in clubs in the us and stuff there was a multitude of shoes and things but what they found was that no matter what strippers will always 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 invest in their shoes because when push comes to shove at the end of the show it's that's what they're wearing that's it so they don't spend money on costumes and stuff because there's little of it and they're relatively disposable in the sense of how they get worn out but they will always invest in their shoes because they'll be wearing them for five hours at a time without taking them off for shows but doesn't this come back to my point of like wear your heels responsibly everybody <laughs> like the old feet are so vital if you want to wear heels be aware that yeah there are damages can be bodily oh my god why can't I talk today there are healthcare risks to doing so but like invest in them make sure they fit properly yeah. like you can still wear badass beautiful heels you can still wear them for long periods of time if you want to but does it come down to this thing like, like being a woman is pain your heels are supposed to hurt but actually you can get heels that are not as painful if they fit properly like don't just assume that you're supposed to be dying on your feet or don't wear them easy shop responsibly yeah do as you like be comfy ah i feel so sexy when i'm comfy (laughs) (laughs) opposites attracting you know (laughs) yeah so yeah i find it really really fascinating this kind of like idea that people like shun clear heels and things like that were actually they're better designed than your average but Irregular Choice is one of those companies that has is also actually thought about the design and the ankle and how it affects and how it sits in the shoe and the way that your held, foot is held. So it's in a very similar standing, just less pointy. I know is your happy place. 
Yeah, it's just a different style. No, I agree with you. And it comes down to this just hideous thing of like a woman's morality and worth is decided by what she wears. And that is just something that needs to be burned on the pyre of things that need to die. <laughs> yeah, massively. I, I find it fascinating. It's also it's fascinating oh, and oh, hideous. Oh, it comes back to this. This is the point I was going to make. So one of the reasons that stripper heel is considered so like vulgar is because it goes with this concept of illusion because the reason the heel is clear is to make our legs look impossibly long without giving like a visual representation of why they're long it's confusing and it's an illusion and it's really cool but the reason a lot of men find it like and it's deemed like vulgar and bad and nasty women wear it is because they feel lied to because it's this idea really? of being conned yes this is the that's an error ridiculous i just would have thought it would be the association with the morality of people who do stripping it was one of the reasons but it's also of course that as well but it's yours. it's just manipulating. You're manipulating, and I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> this is like the eternal hell tightrope between the only power women were given for so long is our ability to be married, which means the ability to attract a husband, which means that women have to learn kind of the subtle art of power, which is often to do with manipulation and can be burnt at the stake and we're hideous, vile, lying creatures for being manipulative, uh, even though like that's the only way that we've been able to express any power in the world that you created, motherfuckers. And I think this is the same comedy that I think of as heels as work. Like on the one hand, in a traditional workplace, it's not professional if women don't wear heels but at the same time there's a modern obsession with heels being a, a kind of heightened sexuality in female bodies but women being sexy at work is also disgusting and inappropriate in the workplace like both ways motherfuckers mm. <laughs> do you know what i'm really annoyed about everything yeah yes and everything <laughs> i just realized at the beginning of this podcast i was about the worst injury I ever had i cracked my head open when i was eight years old wearing heels wow that would have been a really great opener didn't think about it <laughs> um yeah but let's put peeves what i get really stressed about is when people assume that you can just throw on any pair of heels and walk on stage it's a skill it requires training and if you just put on a new pair of heels that you think look nice and just walk onto stage i will know <laughs> that you've never walked in them before because bambi also walked once <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Give yourself time. Train. Look after your fucking bodies. Yeah. That's my pet peeve. No, it's a massive pet peeve of mine when you see people on stage in heels that they can't even walk in. And it's like, I get it. I get it. Because on the one hand, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to do this super like empowering thing. And I see all these glamorous performers on these giant stilts and I want to be like them. But at the same time, you know, performing is athletic. It's a discipline. Uh, we train and you need to be able to dance in your shoes. And firstly, you can't move and it looks bad. But second, it's hella dangerous lower your heels lower them to a level that you can move in and like you say like work up to them you need to train to be able to perform in heels so that leads into my bugbear where people are like but do I have to wear heels and I'm like well firstly I mean it depends on your act like there are acts that people do without shoes or in whatever other types of footwear and that suits the act but if you want to do heightened femme glam traditional burlesque what you're really saying a lot of the time is that you can't be bothered to learn how to dance in them properly and I'm kind of like yeah because doing this takes time and skill don't be lazy if you want to do that style of burlesque then do what we all did which is learn how to navigate dancing in heels because do you know what it is fucking hard and so is a lot of the other stuff that we do practice in your heels jenny 
It's an important skill to learn to dance in heels if you want to, but I don't think just because you're a woman performing on stage that you have to. And like I said, it depends on the act that you're creating. But if you want to do oh, yeah. that classic burlesque style, my massive pet peeve is wearing your stockings and your corset and your bra and doing all of those things and then you just have stockinged feet on the floor i just can't (laughs) i don't think i've ever seen that oh i have it haunts me in my sleep okay well i'll come on in heels and then kick them off but not take the stockings off though just because they want to dance around in bare feet uh basically what i do all the time no i've never seen you do that (laughs) Oh, not in stockings. But I kick my shoes off in like the first 30 seconds and shuffle always. I'm not wearing those. Yeah. And then you do like cartwheels and <laughs> other things. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I've seen you dance in heels that I wouldn't walk in. <laughs> so that is a choice for that routine. It's not because you can't bother to learn how to dance in heels. Yeah. So where do you feel there's room for people who maybe have a lot of skills for dancing and stripping and performing, but maybe have some form of disability which restricts them from wearing heels. And how do you navigate that? Um, I think that's different. That's not due to laziness, that's due to ability. Yeah, but how would you know that if you didn't know the performer on stage? Um, well, I wouldn't, but as somebody who teaches and mentors performers a lot of my beefs are coming out of discussions with people about why they don't wear heels and it's not because of a physical reason which is totally valid it's because they can't be asked to to dance in heels oh yeah no I'm no I'm thinking for myself in terms of like because I do have a massive prejudice against people who don't when their costumes don't go down to their feet that's always something that really, really bothers me because Mm. it's like it's it doesn't stop at your feet and barefoot barefoot should be a choice Hmm. it should be a choice and if it's not specifically a choice of why why is it barefoot because like there's a million things you can do with like barefoot sort of things like the false illusion shoes and stuff they're amazing and delicious and stunning is it is that kind of curiosity i don't know where i'm going with this i'm just wondering how much of it is my own prejudice and ableism is it when i see a performer who doesn't wear a heeled shoe on stage and comes on in stockings Ah, which is interesting. Internal debate. Also, dancing around in stockings is dangerous. Oh, slippy as hell. Fuck, no. Yeah. Oh, and also, anyone who's like, whatever, listening to the podcast and wondering how the hell you walk in heels, it's all in your stomach. Everything's in your fucking stomach. All of it. All of it. Hold. Squeeze. Squeeze. Stairs. When you go down the stairs, hold it. Shoulders back. Chin. Don't look at the floor. <laughs> if you go into the House of LSG IGTV and scroll down to a couple of years ago, you can have a 15-minute lesson on how to walk in heels. Oh, no. Nice. Freezies. That's nice. Yeah. I find a lot of people who come to burlesque courses, that's one of the things they expect you to teach them. Mm. Beginner courses. Yeah. And I've started putting it in a little bit. But I also think like the choices of what heels to bring to class are interesting. And I've now started making little videos or at least discussing it in the first class. The thing that I will always say is like bring a pair of heels with you that you can move easily in. But people still turn up in heels that are clearly like, I'm going to burlesque class. Maybe they'll teach me how to dance in the highest shoes in my cupboard that I can barely stand in. And I'm like, go give it the six months or so. (laughs) Yeah. The first class, if the whole point of time is that you worrying about falling over and breaking your ankle in these ridiculous shoes, no matter how fabulous they might be then that's not fun for you and it's not safe (laughs) no it's not it's really scary whenever I teach anyone and I'm like this okay I'm going to teach you a bit more about heels next week please bring a pair of heels that you have walked in before that you have tried 
ideally i'd like the ones that you wear to go and have a drink with your friends the ones mm. that you when you wear socially but i realized that's completely useless because people then come next week with fucking wedges it's always wedges and i'm oh, like wedges <laughs> I'd go with wedges. I yeah, would I prefer to... it if you bought like flat creeper platforms, but you bring me wedges. They're so hard to move in. They're like the worst thing in the world. You think they're comfortable, but they're not. They're a lie. Mm. Wedges sold are so a lie. Hard. Yeah, to walk in, particularly like when there's no give in them, which is the None. majority of wedge shoes. And again, they're dangerous to dance in because yeah, you could just skid really easily in them. Wedges, shoes that are just too high, kitten heels. And unless they've danced in strip clubs or been familiar with pole dancing shoes for beginners burlesque or like take those platforms off, they're beautiful, but they're not designed for this type of thing. And if you're not really used to wearing them, this is dangerous. Take them off, please. And I'm not insured to do this with you. I always encourage my students because um, there, there are stripper heels you can buy that are like the baby stripper heels, which are like, cute. they're really tiny platform. Yeah. They're super cute. I have a pair. They are so comfortable. They are glorious. And I, I always recommend those because it's like, this is kind of like a normal heel-ish, but it looks a bit more dangerous. But then they obviously come in with a fucking eight and a half <laughs> inches. And I'm like, I, t- you know, I gave you the link. I gave you the link. And this is what you bring me. And they're like, yeah, but these look so cool. And I was like, cool. I'm going to, I'm not insured to cover your broken <laughs> Next, so yeah crazy it was just like look these are made for professionals <laughs> and and yeah, correct my wrong they're also largely designed for pole dancing because they're with the high and everything not solely but that's part of their design is that right oh yeah it's part of the design um once they get past eight inches and once you start getting to that ridiculous thing they are designed to be able to lean and to hold on things to tilt forward is once it gets past a certain point it's no longer floor dancing or shows it's 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 for being able to hold on to something while you're dancing. Yeah, exactly. These are not made for step ball changes. Okay. No, <laughs> they're not made feet. for a high kick double split. No. no. <laughs> There's a big difference. And also that's the other thing is like a lot of those shoes, um, they are designed to feel, they're hollow. So a lot of... Um, pole dancing shoes are hollow so there's a real misunderstanding of how much weight and how much foot you have. So the adjustment time to like get there is so insane. Oh, 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 buckles on your shoes if you're going to take your stockings off. Oh, yes. Oh, buckles. I, get, oh, I can't. <laughs> Basically, people need to listen to us. <laughs> people need to listen to us because when we tell you to wear specific things, we're not lying. <laughs> no, this is years of experience. <laughs> we're not trying to fuck with you. We're not like fun killing your desire to finally dig out those bordellos or whatever it is, like those super high shoes that you bought in a fit of excitement when you were drunk on eBay. Brilliant. Mm. everyone should have those shoes i call them taxi shoes or photo shoot shoes or bed shoes but you can't just whack them on five minutes into a burlesque class no you can't my mum actually really raised me with one thing in particular is when you buy a new pair of heels like for example if you're going to a wedding or you're going out you have to wear them around the house for at least three four days doing the normal stuff that you do so wear them like doing the dishwasher hanging out laundry just wearing them around and the other thing you can do is put newspaper in them put them by the radiator mm. and it stretches them out especially if they're leather which is quite nice so yeah uh she, she was always like you can have the highest heels you fucking want that's great but you're gonna learn to walk in them <laughs> yeah thanks mom you gotta break them in I've, yeah it's funny now like all of the i guess old-fashioned teachings of like how to deal with all of these things mm. a lot of that has died and part of it has died because you know <laughs> We don't live in a world anymore where, you know, you teach your daughters how to wear heels and get a husband. Um, but if you've got to wear heels, you can't just whack them on your feet. <laughs> 
you know, some of these systems have reasons. So the things I'm wanting to go away looking out for, if you're going to buy a new pair of shoes, stripper or otherwise, I always just say, try and get something with a platform, even if it's teeny platform, just not a piece of rubber between your foot and the floor. That's the only thing that I really have learned in the years because... That is conventional wisdom. I find it really hard to walk in. <laughs> well, platforms. Yeah, I always go to the floor. But yes, conventional wisdom is to have a little cushioning. That's absolutely fine. But it will just it will just save you a, a hell of a lot of back pain, hip pain and stuff in the future. And if you are going to go straight to the floor, please do get some cushions for your feet that you can get different things. Just please, just something. Something so your foot is not constantly being impacted by cement and pavements every time you put your foot to the floor when you're going out. Yeah. <laughs> because that will cause tiny little fractures. So you probably have broken your foot loads. Probably. I haven't even noticed. I haven't felt my feet since mm. I was 13. <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, straps the enemy. My recommendation is compete sticks. Yeah, compete's great. <laughs> Get yourself a compete stick. It looks like a lip balm. <laughs> you just rub it over the parts of your skin that your heels would normally rub. It works with flip-flops excellently. doesn't need to be done with heels. And that has saved my heels and my toes and the bit where the, the circle of the shoe will hit the front part of my foot. I don't know why I'm using hand actions to illustrate that more keenly because it's a podcast. And you can't see me. <laughs> yeah, just rub them all over your feet. That will yeah. really help you. Also, the Compede blister patches, I love them. They're really, really great for if you're wearing shoes that do pinch and rub and you've got blisters. Uh, it keeps um, keeps them nice and clean and stops them scarring. As someone who's got feet that are covered in scars, they're quite good. Foot advice that my mum gave me when I was younger was if you're wearing heels, avoid taking them off and on consistently throughout a night because oh, really? it's likely to cause more damage hmm, interesting because you're constantly adjusting your heel and repositioning it i want to double check with my mum because she gave that to me when i was about 13 14 and i'm wondering if the evidence suggests otherwise i know it's more painful to take your shoes on and off and i know ballet dancers really specifically aren't supposed to take their shoes off once they have them on and just ride it out but i think that's not really accounting for people who have to wear their heels for five to six hours a day Correct me if I'm wrong, you and I are pretty used to wearing heels, whether we choose to wear yes. them in the dailies or not. Yeah. Are there some heels, though, that you just cannot wear? Oh, wedges. Yeah. It's wedges. I hate wedges. I don't understand. You can see me in like nine, ten inch stiletto heels that I used to wear for work and I, I can't walk in wedges. Why is there a solid block of cement underneath <laughs> my heel, but at slightly different heights the entire way? Why does it taper down to the size of a stiletto? It is like the most evil thing that's ever been created. Wedges need to die. That's my opinion. What about you? Uh, yeah, I find wedges really difficult. I very rarely wear a wedge. And I cannot wear pointed toe stilettos. <sighs> I can't, they, that will absolutely crush your toes. You've got this whole extra bit of pointless material that completely stunts your walk. And I am fascinated. Like, it's another thing I tell my students that will make moving in heels much harder for you. Um, whenever I see burlesque performers dancing in them who can move, I'm like, what is this witchcraft? How are they doing that? Because they seem to be impossible to move in. I also don't like them. No? Mind them? I think maybe I find if they don't have a high enough heel, I think in my brain, whenever I think of pointed stilettos, I always, my brain naturally thinks of like a pointed low stiletto. Oh, no. Which, always, oh, which is always no. like a, oh, no. No. Like Rumpelstiltskin. That's what it makes mm. me think of. 
Yeah, no, I can't bear those. The only ones I can tolerate the look of are like proper high stiletto with pointed toes. Mm. They're so difficult to wear and walk Yeah, in. and also to, in order to create the stiletto, the point are long enough for your feet to be in, but not long enough that you can't trip over them all the time. They have to increase the heel, so you're walking on your toes, not on the ball of your feet. I have a Ooh. pair of stilettos that someone gave me, which are those fetish ones, not the ballerina ones, the ones that are just a grade down from them, so you're balancing on the tips of your toes like that. Okay. And it's agonising, but they look... Yeah amazing <laughs> my foot is so cool and so sexy i'm like oh my god but i'm like you're taking pictures of my feet but like holding on to banisters and walls being like have you got the picture have you got the picture <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i think yeah heels have riddled with all sorts but i think what we can only walk away from this is if you want to do it and do it safely. Yeah, don't buy into the con that you'll see a picture or you'll see something of fashion and you'll assume that like everybody should be able to do that all day long because that's just advertising, team. <laughs> and it's not based on reality. No, there are plenty of nice heels and different styles in the world that you can wear heels that suit you. Just take the time to find them. Yeah, take the time. Have a lovely time. Figure it out and it's all good. And and get some, get some comfy... Uh, insoles and bits and bobs just to and you know if you're not sure go see my mum yeah <laughs> Foot clinic we're just gonna shout out to my mum's amazing clinic it will not judge you in any way shape or form for wearing heels uh, but if you do go see my dad he will tell you to buy crocs <laughs> uh last question how many pairs of heels do you think you own i'd say between 15 and 20 okay you i'd say between 30 and 50 okay but i can tell you i wear the same four heels I mean, I wear the same four heels. <laughs> uh, Just to be clear. <laughs> I have a pair of wedges that sits at the bottom of my... Um, I actually don't have a place for my shoes. I just have a shoe bag at the moment, which is not great. But you it's animal. <laughs> I know. But to be fair, they're filled with the ones I don't use. My actual shoes that I do wear are presented on my bookcase because I just have like two fingers in, put them in. And I just, I'm thinking about them now and I'm actually going to finish this episode. I'm just going to throw them away because they just need to be gone. They need to be gone. <sighs> What's your most regretted heel purchase? Oh, Lola just answered it. Yes, yeah, she did. Tempest, what is your most regretted heel purchase? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that we're lucky in that we can do photo shoot in heels. <laughs> like boring heels. That's my most regretted heel purchase. Boring heels I can't walk in. Oh, I did once buy a pair of kitten heeled knee high boots. I don't know why. Because I think I thought that they'd be, they look kind of elfin and uh, I could wear them like all day. And that then realised that kitten heels are the absolute fucking devil. So I took them to a shoe, why can I not know the word for this? Shoemaker, no, shoe cobbler. fixer, no. Yay, I took them to a cobbler who literally just hacked the kitten heel off and replaced it with like a little mini Cuban heel. Best day of my life. Uh, there you go. You can get your heels fixed as well, team. If you've invested in some oh. really expensive shoes and they're messing with your life, go and see a cobbler. Go and see a cobbler, repair, don't rebuy. Please, 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 please. There is so much to be said. Like I, all my shoes that I absolutely love, I repair because it's not burlesque <laughs> unless you've bought the same pair of shoes, but how are they? wildly different like have you ever done this where you buy like the same pair of shoes but in a different colour like I had these pair of shoes where I bought in black yes. and then I bought them in red being like oh my god these shoes are the most comfortable things ever bought them in red 
why can't I walk in them? <laughs> yeah, 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 I've done that. It's infuriating. Okay, then on the opposite side of that, it's not burlesque unless you found a pair of shoes that you love and then bought them in every style and they and they did fit. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> way, that's really lovely. That's, that's, that's great. That's really great when that happens. But do you go see couplers and get them fixed? The amount of times that I thought a shoe was on its last legs, but you go take it to someone, they're like, this is nothing. They're like necromancers for shoes. <laughs> And they just go to the back room with their machines and they summon the shoe devil and then all of a sudden it's repaired. I now have like four pairs of cowboy boots and uh, I get them repaired constantly and it is so nice. I love it. It's so good. Cobblers are amazing. They're amazing. They're the unsung heroes. Anyone looking for a new career, be a cobbler. I know. We need we need more cobblers. <laughs> the good cobblers who don't judge me when I go in no. and being like, look, this is what I've done. And they're like, uh, how? I don't know fix they're like okay cool fix it. fine we'll fix it and my cobbler for my cowboy boots texted me recently being like you are gonna love the new soles i've got in for cowboys and it's like why it's like it's got double grooved grip in the soles because it's really hard to get soles for cowboy boots that have really good grip because they're designed traditionally they're leather and flat um but he's mm. like yeah, it's got like proper tread you'll be able to hike and i was like stop it <gasps> oh, it's oh, gonna be dirty. make friends of your local cobbler mm. i'm actually rhinestoning my first pair of cuban heels for stage because i compare better in a cuban heel nice very good mm. So it's something I've learned. Suits and Cuban heels, I'm much better when talking. When I'm in heels and in a dress, I'm uncomfortable and I'm not as funny. I can't wear things on my head for the same reason. <gasps> same! I yeah, can't! I can't like, do it! Yeah! <laughs> I've created these amazing headpieces for like hosting shows. I'm like, why am I shit? Because I feel like someone's pressing on my head for the whole of this. <laughs> oh, the, the compact, the, like if you have it and it's like, and you're like, okay, cool, it's secure. And you, you put it so it's so secure it won't move. But as soon as you're on stage, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Someone's crushing my skull. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh god it really affects my work that's hilarious it's really interesting what before we go anywhere what else does affect you in that way because i can't have anything that's like restrictive on my wrists yeah for example like my dress that links up to my wrist i can't have anything that weights my arm down because it it just slightly disbalances yeah, no, me that makes sense. it's really strange i can't hold a mic and wear gloves <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> Same. I can't. It gives me a brain meltdown. I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. It's like my grip is it is sliding through my hand. And it's like, oh. Yeah. And I just feel like I might just fling the microphone into the air. <laughs> yes, I can, I can I'm just so. Out. Yeah. I'm so stressed about not dropping the mic or feeling like my headdress might fall off or that someone is pressing on my head so mm. that I cannot actually do my job properly, which mm. is really sad. <laughs> It's earrings as well as the other one for me, like big earrings. Oh, really? I can't wear big earrings. I can't wear big jewellery in general for performing. I find big jewellery really stressful. I think I just move like an idiot sometimes. <laughs> Take your eye out with your own earring. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting, the small things you'll do. I read about this comedian who they had the same pair of shoes for like 20 years and they had this exact like hole on the right foot and they always felt it and they always knew it was there. And they got exactly the same pair of shoes, but new. And the first like 20 shows they did in them, they were like, it just couldn't get over this feeling that there wasn't a hole in the right side of my foot. And I was like, I understand. I can understand I understand and turn on. Absolutely. Yeah. And whenever I train in a new skill, I have to train in the shoes that I'm going to wear. For example, knife throwing. I've tried doing it in heels now. It's not going to happen. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Were you supposed to warm up if you're a professional in the heels that you're dancing yeah. in or at least do the last part of your warm up? I found it really difficult in the first show back singing in heels, which really threw me because I've never done singing practicing in heels but I guess we just performed so often that my brain just like went to the space where it knew how to hold my body and my core whilst I'm singing oh, wearing your core, heels of course 
Oh yeah, my God. And I just, and I was singing the song and I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like I've sung this song so many times and I've sung it in preparation to go back to work. And I was like, it must be the heels. Fucking hell. Uh, that's really, really fascinating. God, it's really interesting. I'm going to go make a suit. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, let's send us on our way. So, do you have anything to plug? Mm, yes, but I have no idea what it is. I'm going to plug it for you. Um, please do check out the House of Salon at Century Club. It is one of the few curfew safe <laughs> shows in town. It's really, really wonderful, really diverse range of burlesque performers. It's one of my homes over the next, like, in terms I'll be there a couple more times in the next couple of months. It's really fun, really lovely. Space is beautiful. I love working in it and it's really, really great. So there you go. I did a plug. Ah, thank you. Please Welcome. check out artists online fairs such as Lolo Browse Only Fans, if only for the fact that I get to have private humorous pictures and videos <laughs> sent to me. And uh, unless that platform stays alive, Lolo Brow, I will cease to have that joy in my life. So go check out her OnlyFans and check out our Patreon for kind of the same reason. <laughs> Yeah, that's lovely. And, and a massive cheers for all the people who do support all artists at the moment. Mm, it is yeah. it is a rough time. And we, we're we making fun of people that are complaining about us being told that we're unskilled and getting upset. It's understandable. Like, it, it just feels a bit crap. And it's not a good time for when you've worked all your life for an industry that just doesn't exist. So regardless of whether or not you do feel it skilled or not skilled, just bear in mind that people have just dedicated their lives to something that is no longer accessible to them. So um, try and support the people that you enjoyed the work of in any way you can. And thank you for those who are doing that. Thank you for people who sign up to my OnlyFans and just throw money at me just because they're nipples. So you support your artists because we're not going anywhere. So unless you want to just hear us whine consistently about this for years on end, mm. <laughs> then do what you can, whether that's sharing a post or subscribing to something. Ah, I'm going to plug my mum's clinic in Hounslow because she's an absolute legend. Yay! I'm going to plug it. Hounslowfootclinic.co.uk. Um, she also does all kinds of foot based stuff she also has a pedicurist and a manicurist on site and all these wonderful things she's completely built her business around the idea that you are going to do whatever you want with your feet just we're going to make it as dealable as possible so don't be ashamed of whatever your foot problems are they have seen it all also she does one of the only places in the uk that does false nails specifically for toes which is not like the acrylic painful things you get in salons it is like a really amazing designed thing so please do see it's called cool. Padique and a massive thank you to Rich Richie Rurus who signs on with us every day every day every week <laughs> every week and as we start talking like just disappears and it's one moment we're like oh rich is gone <laughs> just sneaks away um and then comes back with a beautifully uh, edited and wonderful episode so we're really grateful for your amazing work yay thank you rich and thank you to rosie verbose again for our awesome jingle which um i hope you're all learning hand actions too we need to make it a dance we, we do make a jingle dance and um, go and check out invisible cabaret um and uh them online their links are in our episode descriptions yeah. i'd also um like to just really point out how we were worried that the jingle wouldn't last that long because covid would be over and you're just like no no, no. <laughs> 
now now it's part of the furniture yes it's, it's just what it is forever now it's all great um and a huge thank you to you dear listeners for tuning in supporting sharing all these wonderful things we loved your interaction with the conspiracy theories episode and we love to hear your thoughts so please do message us in any way or we should check our email at some point <laughs> do contact us on instagram and not on our gmail because none of us ever look at it none of us ever look at it <laughs> we barely look at our own emails right now oh i know oh, it's Don't such a build to, up to do it Rich looks at it. <laughs> Yay, Rich looks at it. Yay. Um, I, yeah, I think it's hilarious when people send us things to read or little funny gifs or memes that relate to the topic or uh, sometimes you just send zombie us... Zombie dances. Yeah, zombie dances, brilliant. Or you just send us nice little life experiences that relate to the topic and I always think that's yeah. very lovely. So thank you very much. It is really lovely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I think that's, uh, that's it. it. All right, team. Yeah. Treat your feet nice. Bye. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. So you wanna be a showgirl, a star of cabaret, but the closure of the theatres leaves a hole in your heart and in your day. Well, here's two artists who miss burlesque gigs, performing and acting moronic. People who, when life gives them lemons, just slice them up for a gin and tonic. They put the mock in mocktail, the cock in cocktail. Let them show you how it's gin salt with tempest rose and low, low brow. Give us your attention. Who knows what happens now? I have no yeast or lactose in my body. <laughs> Maybe you'll become like really zen. Have you watched uh, Scott Pilgrim Saves the World? No. Oh, this will be wasted on you then. Continue. Okay. <laughs>